0: All right, good evening, and welcome to another lovely episode of V Brown Bag. Today, I'm actually really excited about this episode. Um, Colin wrote a multi-part blog series during uh, Blogtober or October about Terraform, and it was something that I've been working a lot with, and so I'm really excited, and I hope this is the first of several episodes about Terraform. So if Terraform is something that's interesting to you, please reach out to me. Let's get you on the schedule, and let's Terraform the world. I don't know. So, without further ado, uh, our guest today is Colin Westwater, and I'm your host, Rebecca Fitzhugh. Please feel free to interact with us on Twitter. Uh, I will be monitoring Twitter for, uh, ideally, gifts and funny things to to harass Colin or encourage Colin, whatever you prefer there. Um, So make sure you use at vbrownbag or hashtag vbrownbag, and this is actually our last episode of the entire year. So thank you, Colin, for putting us in before going on holiday and we'll be back the first week in January. So without further ado, the man of the hour, Colin, I'm going to make you the presenter, and you'll be ready to to go.
1: Okay, thanks, Rebecca.
0: If you can let me know you can see my screen. I see the vSphere client. Yes, now I see PowerPoint. There we go. Thanks for the introduction,
2: Rebecca, um, it's quite an honour to be presenting for the V Bag. It's been a goal of mine for a while, so thanks for inviting me. And um, so, as Rebecca said, I did a series of blog posts in October about Terraform. Um, so, that's why she invited me. So, my name's Colin Westwater, I'm a server administrator. Um, I feel like I'm one of the exceptions in IT that I've worked for the same company for 18 years since as a student. And never had a job interview because I've always worked at the same place. I'm a VCP and a V expert. There's my Twitter handle, my blog, and GitHub, where I will put the code files that I'm working, showing you on GitHub straight after this. Okay. So, what is infrastructure as code? So, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and the definition is infrastructure as code is a process of managing and provisioning computer data centers. Through machine-readable definition files rather than physical hardware configuration or interactive configuration tools. So, you think what you do just now and traditionally, you go in and you you, you do procedures to build your infrastructure or your VMs. And um, infrastructure code basically you you tell Terraform what you want it to look like, and Terraform does that for you. Okay. Um, seems to be the new hotness just now. Um, I really got interested in it when I was following uh, the Virtual Design Master this year because it seemed to feature heavily in that. So it really got my interest up. Um, and it's actually pretty easy to pick up. You, there's no installer. and um, You can just dive straight in and see results very quickly, which is quite encouraging. Um, when you think of code, you think you're developing and it's a complicated process, but Terraform is pretty easy and straightforward. Um, and uh, about a year ago, Brian Gerard at the Scottish VMUG did a presentation where he was a traditional ops person and he was now more DevOps, writing code, things like that, and I just basically laughed thinking,
1: yeah,
2: I'll never be like that, I'll never get to do stuff like that. But here I am a year later, I'm writing code to build uh, VMs and infrastructure. So Brian was right. Um, Terraform, um, I don't currently use it at work, but we're building new data centre infrastructure, so I'm looking to see how we can use it for implementing that Um, with a traditional Windows shop. So there's not much changes in the the VMs because once they're built, they're pets, not cattle. But we get audited like most people, so. When we get audited and they say what does your infrastructure look like, instead of doing the traditional screenshots or talking to an auditor, you can simply hand over your code and say this is how my infrastructure is built, uh, which is a lot easier to do than having to deal with auditors. Okay. Uh, personally, I use it at home in my lab all the time just to tear stuff up and down in the lab. So it's very useful for that as well, not just in your production data
1: centre. So what we'll cover, Terraform terminology, how you install it, how you initialise
2: Terraform to work with vSphere. We're going to do something very simple. We're going to create a new virtual machine. We're going to clone an existing virtual machine. And if we have time, we're going to have a look at about using variables and associated files to make it more modular. Okay? And we'll have a quick look at the documentation on the Terraform website. So there's some basics about Terraform. Um, Terraform uses a term called providers. So providers are the resources and infrastructure we can interact with in Terraform. This can include things like AWS, Azure, Docker, GitHub, uh, Google Cloud Platform, uh, and obviously vSphere. Uh, and it uses API interactions into that, those platforms to do to do what you want it to do. Okay. Resources, that's the things you're actually going to create. So in the vSphere realm, it's like creating uh, virtual switches, um, data stores, virtual machines, and even licensing you can control with Terraform. So there's three basic stages to Terraform. working with Terraform. You write your code, and you run the Terraform plan. That shows you what it's going to do and I kind of think of that like in PowerShell when you run uh, what if at the end of your command and it tells you what it's going to do but it doesn't actually do it you apply this uh, you apply your code to the infrastructure it goes off and actually does it and then when you're finished you destroy the infrastructure or your VMs it's all three basically three commands to control your infrastructure the state that is actually um, what what Terraform thinks are the resources you created alike. So when you make changes, say you've got a, a AWS instance, the state defines what Terraform thinks it looks like. You can change your code, Terraform apply, and it compares what it thinks it looks like, what it needs to look like, and make it makes the changes appropriately. So that's enough of the PowerPoint. So I've got a pretty simple lab here. Um got vCenter running with three hosts. I've got a NFS data store running on this box. Uh, and I have a 2012 R2 template built that we'll use later on.
1: Um, so to install Terraform. Website, download. You grab the,
2: I'm I'm a Windows guy, so Windows 64-bit, and it comes as a zip file with one file. That's all you need to do. Extract that. So I've created a folder here called vBrownBag. To install it, just copy it into that folder, and that's you done installing Terraform. Simple as that. I recommend adding whatever path you extract the executable to to your path statement. Just makes things easier to work with. Um, but it's just a simple demo, so I'm not going to bother with that. Okay.
1: So, set up. I've got a command prompt here, right to that directory. Okay. So the code, the fun stuff. Um, you see here,
2: I've commented out a lot, to, a lot of it, so we'll get down to it. So, we're creating a provider. And as I said before, a provider is what you're going to interact with. In this case, vSphere. So something simple. Let's uh, connect to vCenter. So one tip that I've that's I found: you need to enter your username as a UPN, not like dash a cyswotter It has to be in this format, like your UPN. Okay. Find your password and your vCenter. So. Something very straightforward, just to check everything works. So if I try and run Terraform, uh, well, first of all, we'll do a Terraform version. That shows you that it's reading the executable, and you can see we're up to date. Okay? So if I do, next, we want to pull the vSphere provider from Terraform, uh, from uh, HashiCorp. So easy, Terraform init. So we're initializing it
1: is reading my code file, which is in the same directory as the executable.
2: And it's detecting, it's reading that file and seeing I'm trying to use vSphere, connect with vSphere. So it's downloaded. I'll maximize that up. It's going to the HashiCorp website, check to see what the latest build is, and it's downloaded that provider. So you can see here, Terraform has been successfully initialized, so we're ready to go. And If you can imagine the directory, it's created a folder, it's been plugged in, and there is the edge usable for working with the vSphere
1: provider in Terraform. That's it, we're ready to go. So as I said, first thing you want to do is a Terraform plan. Uh, Because all we're doing just now is connecting to vCenter. You've got no changes, your
2: infrastructure is up to date. So as it says, this means that Terraform did not detect any difference between your configuration and real physical resources that exist. So that means no changes will be needed, actions need to be performed. And that's where your state comes in. It's comparing what is actually what it wants to do and what is actually happening and makes that
1: change. So I'm going to just comment out some of this code and comment that back so it doesn't
2: run. So when I wrote my series, um, it was a pre-version 1 uh, provider for vCenter, for vSphere. So there's been a lot of changes since the released version 1. So this weekend when I was getting ready, a lot of the code that I wrote for my blog post didn't work. So there was some quick learning and rewriting. Um, So first of all, we want to create the data for the resources, which, if you remember, is what you're actually creating. And in our case, we're going to create a VM from scratch and then clone a virtual machine. So there is some requirements when you're creating, say, a virtual machine. If we look at the um, help website, we go down here. You can see here, they've got examples, but down here we can see the arguments, so there is some required fields that we need to use in the in the resource. So we're going to define the data for the resource. So, for instance, we can see here my VSphere data center. We're going to we're calling we're using a a VSphere data center, and we're going to give it a name. So DC, and then we're actually putting in the name of my vCenter. I can prove that by going here. There's my data center cont okay. We're also going to need a data store to the, store the virtual machine. So we're getting a vSphere data store. We're going to pick a name for that data store. And then here is the actual name of the data store in vCenter. So if I put back up here you can see the NFS data store. So it matches what you have in vCenter. And then you'll see here, data center ID. And that is doing an API call back to uh, vCenter and getting the ID of all your objects. From what I understand, you can see those through the Manage object browser, that's part of vCenter, but that's obviously enabled by de- disabled by default now for the latest versions, but you can enable if you want to poke around it. So you can see that it's pretty simple. We're pulling the data. From our VC data center, which is called DC, and we're getting the ID of that data center. So we're querying our Contoso data center for a data store called NFS Data Store. Okay. We also want a data store. We could just reuse it because I have my ISO in the same data store. I could have just reused that. But just to make things clear, I've created another. Data point called ISO Data Store. Okay. We need a resource pool. So I've got one pre created called Terraform. And again, that's just pulling from you, pulling the ID via API calls to your data to your uh, vCenter via network from a networking. And later on, we will create vCenter for a template called twenty twelve R2 template. So that's us to find all our data that we're going to need to use. So again, I can run Terraform plan, and again, because we've not actually created or destroyed or done anything to our resources, we're up to date. All we've just done
1: is define what uh, our data for the code. So let's create a view. So here we go. So
2: we're building a 2012, uh, 2012 R2 virtual machine. So, we're creating a resource which is of a type of vSphere virtual machine, and our resource is called new VN. So, these are the actual things we're going to start the data we're going to actually use to build that virtual machine. So, the name that's what we want to call it the actual virtual machine in vCenter. We need to use a resource pool and the data store ID. We have defined up here in our data section, so you can see that matches our data, vSphere data store,
1: and data store ID, which we you can see we have defined up here. want one CPU, two gig of RAM, and we don't. Some of these
2: we don't actually need to define. We look at the. To here all we need to define is the name of the virtual machine the resource pool and where it's going to which data store it's going to go live on and the disk and the network interface so we don't technically have to define number of cpus because there's a default Terraform will use of one and memory of one gig but just to show what you can do i put this in we're going to say it's a guest id which is you can look up on the SDK documentation in vmware.com. We're going to use an LSI logic SAS uh, SCSI type uh, controller. And this here, I have just set this to you zero. Know, so what it'll do is when it's building your virtual machine, uh, Terraform will wait until a virtual machine comes on the network. It has connectivity, and Terraform can see it come live, and then I'll see Terraform will say, right, I've created that virtual machine as you wanted, and say everything's complete. But I don't want us to sit around waiting for a virtual machine to build, so I've just said assume immediately that everything's worked, so it's zero minutes. Okay. So I've created the, base, the outline of the virtual machine, to find some basic variables. Next we need to define the network interface. And again, all we're pulling is a network ID from that data we defined
1: up above, which is there. And then we want to create a disk. So
2: we're going to call it 2012 RTVM.vmdk. We're going to define the size, and we're going to say it's thin provisioned. And again these are optional you don't have to create them but i've thrown them in so we can see some of the things we can do then finally when we're creating the vm we obviously need to point it towards an iso file so the actual the virtual machine will build so that's where i've used my iso data store data from up above and the path in that data store is iso 4 slash 2012 r 2iso so you kind of think writing code is complicated but you can see here, I could create a virtual machine, if I strip this down, probably in about eight lines of code. So it's very easy to do. And you can get as complex as you want. If you click down, you can see here, you can add or enable um, hot add, you can define number of cores per socket, memory hot add, you can set the boot delay on the virtual machine as like going through the VM options in vCenter and set the, uh, EF, uh, the BIOS type. Um, you can run VMware tool scripts. Your, your um, resource allocations. So you can re- anything you can basically do through the GUI, you can do through Terraform. And this seems to be a big change from the pre the previous the pre version one a uh, provider Terraform put out. So as I said, they've done a lot of work, and since I looked at it in October, to give a really good experience with this fear. So back to the code, that's just ready to go. So I'm going to save
1: that, because I made the comments. So I'm going to go back here, and I'm going to do a Terraform plan. So Terraform is one grab the data, check the state,
2: grab the data, and it says, it's ready to do something. And it's going to create something. And it's it's going to create a virtual machine called UVM. And we can see here, here are all the options for the VM. And I kind of think that looks like the VMX file for the virtual machine. So you can see here, there's my CD-ROM path to the ISO file. Um, there's my VMDK key name, the size of it then provisioned so some of those de- values we haven't defined it's picked default values for, and we have then we've said let's pick some other uh, values we want to be specific with so it says we're going to add one
1: virtual machine zero change zero destroy so we're ready for it oh. so we do terraform apply. it says, are you sure you want to create a virtual machine? Yes. It's going off and doing it. If you go back to vCenter, it's completed. We have created one VM called new VM. If you go back to vCenter, you can see there, there's our VM. Let's open the console, just to prove it's
2: attached to ISO. And there we are. There's Windows starting to load and boot up. So good, that's, the code's worked. Uh, that's the beauty of being able to plan it. You can check to see before you apply it if everything's working. So there we go, ready to start installing. So I'm not going to
1: bother keeping on with that. So the last part of the VM lifecycle in Terraform, we're going to do a Terraform destroy. Because we don't want that virtual machine. So you can see there, Terraform will perform the following actions. It's going
2: to work in UVM and it's going to destroy it. Are you sure you want to destroy?
1: It? Yes. Terraform destroyed, VM has gone. So, as simple as that, you can create and destroy virtual machines just by running Terraform apply. Yeah. Here. And Terraform destroy. That's what I like about Terraform. It's so quick to see results, and you
2: can see it happening right in front of you. The things are working correctly. So, that's a pretty good example. But, you know, who's going to create a virtual machine from scratch? Um, we're all, we usually use templates. So, I've got a template here pre built, it's been built, sysprepped,
1: um, and then shut down, converted to template. So let's go back. Comment out that. So there's a bit, there's a lot of the
2: similarities for creating a template, but there are some different changes. So this time we're going to create a virtual machine called Clone, and the actual VM name is going to be 2012 R2 Clone. And again, we have to pick a resource pool and a data store to store that virtual machine. So we're going to have one CPU, one gig of RAM. Now here is where um, there's a slight change. So our guest ID up there, we defined that before as a Windows 8 server guest, 64 bit guest. Well, we just want to pick that value up automatically from the template. So if you remember up here, we defined template. Which was pointing to vCenter to that 2012 R2 template. So let's go back right in here. We are querying vCenter which then queries a template to find what template, what guest ID that the template is using. So we don't have to find it here. Uh, Terraform will ask vCenter to supply that value for you. And again for the SCSI type, uh, vCenter is going to go and query the, the Template and grab that data for you. Same with the network interface, the name, we're still going to set that. We're going to grab the, sa- the size of the template, keep it the same, and we're going to set if it's been provisioned and eager or lazy zeroed. Okay. And then here we go clone, here's the clone operation, and we're just grabbing the
1: template ID from vCenter. Pretty straightforward. So let's save that. i to do a Terraform plan. So again, here we go. So we're doing a virtual machine clone. You can see here we use, we have
2: not defined the disk size, so you can see that it's pulled that from my te- that value from my
1: template by using that field there. Um, same with the guest ID. It's created
2: as it's a it's Windows 8 6, server 64 guest, etc.
1: So, plan we're going to add one virtual machine to vCenter. So, let's apply it. Okay, again, is going to tell you what it's going to do. Are you sure you want to do it? Yes. my vCenter is going to go off, see so
2: yeah, that it's created the clone and now it's working away to create that clone virtual machine and when it's done it's automatically going to power on that virtual machine for me, so pretty straightforward. I know it takes about seven minutes to clone this, I'm running it in a nested workstation so I'm limited by my disk performance so seven minutes that virtual machine will be created I'll be powered on, and we're good to go. And then Terraform will report back then that um, the virtual machine has been created and is powered on and accessible. So, I think what I will do is I'm going to leave that running in the background, and we'll come back to it and have a look. So you see, my one of my complaints when I looked at Terraform before, the documentation wasn't that great. But it looks like the HashiCorp have really worked in getting that documentation up to date. So they've got some great um, examples here, and then they've really worked in defining what you need to do to create uh, to work in Terraform. So when we're doing our clone operation, we're doing some pretty simple. We're just creating an exact replica with a clone operation. You can uh, let me scroll down, find the right part. So there is a whole load of options you do with the clone as well. So if you want to go in and say, right, that clone needs to have an IP address, you can define that in the code in Terraform. And Terraform will then set those IP addresses, your gateways, um, DNS, all sorts of things. Um, There's your gateway, DNS. There's separate options for Linux operating systems that you can choose. And these Windows customizations as well, where you can even set the computer name, join it, uh, set a work group or a domain, and even set an admin password. So it's very powerful. Um, Usually, you would use something like Terraform to build your virtual machine, and then maybe use a tool like Puppet or Ansible to actually work in the operating system side. But it seems Terraform now can actually get into the OS do some changes in the operating system. So those lines, I think, maybe be getting a bit blurred. So you can see that you know, there's quite a lot of options you can do with a clone operation, say your product key, even run the command once the um, when the user first logs in. So it's very powerful when working with Windows. And as I said, I'm a Windows guy, uh, not a Linux guy, so this is where I've been concentrating on and playing with. Um, and you can even go down and supply your own sysprep file. So is pretty pretty good stuff. So let's see. So we're about halfway there in creating that virtual machine. So
1: we'll leave that running just now. So the problem with this not the problem, but as I said, I'm not a developer but I understand
2: this maybe not this practice where we have things like our credentials hard coded in this file. Um, we've got our actual data hard coded in here by like number of CPUs in virtual machine doesn't make the make the
1: system very modular. So this is a bit more advanced. So I'm going to open another folder. There we go. And it's remembered. Here is my same file, but I'm
2: using variables for things like my username, my password, my vCenter,
1: my disk name, my guest ID, um, things like that. Uh, Even the
2: name of the virtual machine. This makes the the actual Terraform file more generic, um, so you don't have to keep diving in here to make small changes. The next part of that is you've created this file with your variables, you next need to define your variables. So you can see here, before I had my username, my password, my vCenter, and I've created those variables of a type string. So most of these are string, Um, and then, just to show you, you can put in a description for that variable, and obviously, you want to put in your description, try and comment as much as you can so the next person that comes and looks at it understands what you're wanting to do. Name, number of CPUs, OS type, disk name, size, and ISO. I've just defined those as variables in a file called variables.tf. Okay, so where do we actually put the data? Well, we've got a file called terraform.tfvars. Which is your variable file terraform will by default look for a file of that exact name and then use the data in that file automatically in your actual terraform file so you can see here this is where i'm defining my username my pass my password vCenter, and then things like my data st- my state center name my data stores that i had before the resource pool vm name uh, VN network CPUs, OS type, my time, my my disk name, the size of the VMDK, and the ISO path. So that lets you now leave that main TF, te- main Terraform file as is, and say you wanted to create a second virtual machine or uh, adjust the one you had, you just go in there, change it there, instead of having to dive into this code. So it makes it more modular, and it's probably best practice for uh,
1: when you're working as a developer. Uh, but don't quote me on that because I'm not one, so let's save that. Still going, so I'm going to create a new command prompt, and now I'm going to go back to that V-brown bag too. Okay. So let's do a Terraform plan. Now, I've already
2: initialized it with the vSphere with provider, so I don't need to do an initialization, so let's do a plan. The unit There we go we're getting the exact same result that we had before there's our we're going to create a new virtual machine uh, we're going to call it 2012 rtvm all the same things we want,
1: did before we're going to add one virtual machine so let's apply it Do you want to apply it? Yes. Okay. It's going to recenter. There we go. There's the virtual machine we want to create before. Just prove it. It's putting it correctly. There we go. Easy. So let's get rid of it. done and you can see there there's the recent stuff deleted that virtual machine pretty good
2: stuff easy to do and you can see here our clone operation from before has finished so we go back here it still hasn't detected that virtual machine is up but it will in a minute so we go back in here let's open the console there we go that's just ready to put in the administrator name and obviously we could do that from uh terraform but just for this simple example, I chose not to do that. But you can put in define like the default local administrator password. Let's change that still So there we go. It's completed. It's detected the cloned virtual machine on the network and it says we're complete. We've added that that cloned.
1: So let's get rid of clean up after ourselves. Oh, hold on. It's working in the background and it's going to destroy that first machine so
2: that was a very quick high level overview of how terraform works um, as i said if you're interested in seeing this code i will put on my github later on uh, tonight so you can have a look at it so you might be thinking well what's the point in that example you could have quite easily done that in power cli um, yes you can but with terraform you've got the advantages of having the state file. And you don't just have to work with the vSphere in this. this, uh, this, uh, what you're working with Teleform. You could create a virtual machine in vSphere. You could create an Azure VM or AWS, um, or even uh, Google Cloud Platform. So with this file, you could create a full stack and multiple pieces of infrastructure with one piece of code. So uh, you can't do that with PowerCLI. You've got to maybe pull in multiple tools or multiple command lines, or you learn different API calls. With this, as long as you know Terraform, you can work in multiple uh, pieces of infrastructure all with one file. And that's it. So that was awesome. I hope we'll find that interesting. <laughs> um, I should say as well, you know, I just picked an example of building a virtual machine. With Terraform, if we scroll back up to the top here, you know, you don't just have to work with virtual machines. You can work with your data center, your data stores, uh, tags, disks, folders. You could start with a blank vCenter and can build your uh, entire virtual infrastructure from scratch, and then build your virtual machines as well, or your templates. So it's very powerful. Um, I'm really excited about how this is going and I'm looking forward to learning more about it.
0: Awesome. So, that's me. We did have one question come in for you, Colin. Um, yep. So this is from one of your fellow Scots, so you know, be prepared to heckle him back. Uh, he said... Well,
2: I'm going to get him in the, I'm either buy him a drink or <laughs> get him in the pub later. After.
0: <laughs> he said, uh, can you integrate Terraform with VRO or does that not make much sense? So. The one thing I'll say here is keep in mind that Terraform can be used as a provider for VRA.
2: Well, I would assume yes, then. I do not have any experience with the VRO, so I, I'm not going to say 100%, but from what you said, I would say yes. I mean, when you look at the providers that are available, if we go to all providers, let's scroll down, you know, you've even works with vCloud Director. So I'm pretty sure if it doesn't, Uh, well because this is continually being updated
0: right yeah so for me i would say you know that the typical kind of architect answer of it depends right it kind of depends on what you're using terraform for um you know because you know potentially like i could even see you know if you're really trying to do like kind of a if you will like a first class sort of uh infrastructure as a service type offering that you could use vra as sort of that that portal right and then have terraform provisioning not just virtual machines right but well beyond that um, so in, in some cases you could even kind of use Terraform in, in, in replace of vro rather than in conjunction with so i think it really just depends on what you're trying to to accomplish
2: it just depends what tool is best for your needs um, but you know as i said this being updated all the time um even in the month and a bit there's been so big changes to the vSphere provider. so if it doesn't do it now you watch this space
0: yeah absolutely cool well let me double check and make sure that there's no more questions that came in all right Well, that looks like it ah okay. brian did say he did mean vra instead of vro so then i would say Yeah, (laughs) that does make sense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cool. Thanks for the clarification there, Brian. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Colin. I really appreciate, uh, number one, the blog series you did. I thought it was fantastic. And then following that up and showing us live how you've used it. So really great presentation. Thank you.
2: No problem. My demo gods were kind to me tonight.
0: (laughs) All right. With that, that concludes another episode of uh, V Brown Bag. So please tune in to our YouTube channel, or of course, follow us on Twitter.